Good evening. It is once again time for you to walk briskly about your premises, ensuring that all devices have the browser set to Olgian Nugian Media on Twitch. If you're listening via podcast, please know you can watch the show live at www.twitch.tv forward slash Olgian Nugian Media. You can also catch video on demand in the same place and also on our YouTube channel as well. Good evening to my good friend and cohort and bro shooter on PUBG, Giant Little. How are you, my friend? Hope you're doing well. Oh, man, I had a uh, busy day today. Today may be a... uh, Today may be a shorter show. I really didn't have uh, a whole lot of time to uh, prepare. And this time around with, uh, you know, content creation, I'm trying to make sure that off days are actually off days. And I don't do anything on those off days that have to do with uh, the channel or uh, content creation. So... Did not have a whole lot of time to prepare today, but we have some good stuff to talk about, some uh, good stuff to cover, some interesting things uh, that talked as we'll talk about here in uh, industry news. First up, we've got some industry news for you that we'll uh, get into here, and then we'll move on to our main topic, which is how to prepare for and how to behave yourself like a professional during a convention. A little bit of uh, convention news that we'll talk about as well before that, which will be a nice segue to get into it. So, first up in industry news, YouTube is experimenting with some new page designs. And what these are doing is they don't show the dislike button or the number of dislikes on videos. And the reason that they're doing this is a lot of YouTube creators, a lot of bigger YouTube creators have asked them for this to help combat, you've probably heard about these targeted dislike campaigns where if someone, um, you know, if the public gets up in a, a dither about a certain YouTuber or a certain video or a comment they make on a certain video, they'll start a uh, targeted dislike campaign. And people will go in and just dislike the hell out of the video. And, uh, you know, it's damaging to that YouTuber and it's damaging to, uh, damaging to their channel, right? So YouTube is experimenting with this. It's not something that is... Uh, available to all users yet so if you don't see this on your youtube uh don't worry i mean it's just being uh, experimented with in certain areas hey guy what's going on buddy glad you could make it my british friend so interesting um you know it's nice to see that youtube is uh listening to feedback from their creators and trying to find ways to combat you know a lot of the negativity that happens um you know one thing that 
you always hear about if you're a uh, a YouTuber, you know, a YouTube content creator is don't read the comments. So, you know, this is a step in the right direction. Maybe they will, uh, you know, come up with a way to combat uh, some of the negative comments as well. But uh, I don't know. I mean, you kind of get into a freedom of speech thing there. So can't have too much censorship. But uh, I will say this uh, hiding the dislikes on videos I like. So that's interesting. Um, something else that um, I know I did when I was streaming games and I always advise other streamers to do this is to make sure, and this usually, you know, is only uh, relevant when you're streaming PC games, but make sure that you are on push to talk because no one wants to hear you, especially if you're matchmaking with randos, uh, you know, let's say in a game like Apex Legends or Rogue Company or something like that, and you're matchmaking with uh, randoms, nobody in that lobby wants to hear you talk to your stream, okay? It's, it's considered bad form, uh, it's considered bad etiquette, and just nobody wants it, right? I know several times uh, when Rogue Company was new in beta, we would run into um, people that were streaming Rogue Company, you know, because it was kind of the new hot game. And they were in there just wide open mic, and it was really, really annoying. And I remember one, uh, one young lady in particular got uh, all bent out of shape and pissed off at our good buddy Solus because he very nicely said, hey, would you mind... Um, turning on push to talk and she says to her stream here we go already with hateful trolls so uh yeah she definitely did not handle that situation the best stacking knows how to be professional i believe he does i believe he does so what made me uh wear a tuxedo t-shirt that's right even to a job that requires you to clean bathrooms for a living. Absolutely. So what made me uh, kind of think about this push to talk deal is there was a news article that I came across and there was a person playing Warzone and they, hey, thank you for the host stack. And they ended up getting randomly matched with a Twitch streamer called Otali. And she is the wife of Chicago Bears offensive guard, Rashad Cowart. Now, she did not have push to talk on. And apparently not any type of noise mask or anything like that on her microphone either. So, people on her stream and the people in that particular gaming lobby overheard Rashad Coward on the phone talking about 
his new three-year deal to leave the Chicago Bears and go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that was a full two days before that news was announced. So the news about this multi-million dollar NFL agreement and trade was broadcast over a Twitch stream and to these randos in this um, war zone lobby before it was ever on ESPN or anything like that. So I thought that was, uh, I thought that was kind of interesting and really kind of made me bring up, that's what made me bring up the, uh, the whole subject of push to talk. Yeah, no kidding, Stack. Is that not the truth? So in some PlayStation news, PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita, are you're not going to be able to download games for those anymore starting in about three months. And I believe they said the PSP as well. So they were not, they are not going to, you're not going to be able to download any more games for the, P, the PS3, the PS Vita, or the PSP. You've got three months to download anything that you might want. So, I mean, I, I know I still have a PlayStation 3, but, uh, I mean, obviously it's not hooked up. It's going to be um, in the new man cave on display as part of the old console display wall. But uh, anyway, just a bit of news there in case you do have one, uh, especially, you know, I mean, I've got an old PSP over here and, uh, you know, that might be nice from time to time to have, you know, to play games on maybe uh, on a trip or whatever, something easy to pack and bring along. I have heard that they're going to be coming out with a new PSP, though, a next gen PSP. So if that's the case, I mean, that could be interesting. But I haven't seen any, any news or specs on that yet, but I will definitely be on the lookout. So a bit of Star Wars news. Actually, we have a little bit of uh, a couple things of Star Wars news. Uh, the new series, The Bad Batch, is uh, coming to Disney+. Plus. It is going to be animated, but uh, it does look interesting. Uh, if you've seen Crash Bandicoot, I know, man. If... Uh, You've seen any previews for it. It does look interesting. Uh, it is going to be another animated series. Um, looks like it takes place somewhere around, you know, the end of the prequels, trilogies, and before A New Hope. Because I've, I know in episode one, which is supposed to be, about, I think, 70 to 90 minutes long, the first episode is, um, Moff Tarkin goes to Kamino to uh i think order more clones probably for the uh you know the new stormtroopers in some more star wars news and this was a little bit more interesting to me because it concerned the new uh obi-wan series and the uh cast for the obi-wan series was announced and of course ewan mcgregor is going to come back and play obi-wan which if they didn't get that, then, I mean, kind of what was the point of even doing it? In uh, bigger news, probably the biggest thing about this is Hayden Christensen, who played 
of course, Anakin Skywalker and uh, later on Darth Vader uh, is going to be in the Obi-Wan series. So that right there made it a lot better for me. I mean, he's not a great actor uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but to have somebody different in that role, it just would have it would have been weird and it would have felt weird. So it's a good thing that uh, that he's going to be in there. Uh, the other names on the list, I'll be honest with you, I don't really recognize anybody uh, besides O'Shea Jackson Jr., which is uh, Ice Cube's son. I've seen him in a few things, and uh, he's pretty good. He's a pretty good actor. Uh, I dare say even better than his dad. So uh, I don't know what he's going to play, but uh, he's a good actor, good energy. And uh, that's one of the series I'm looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to the Rogue Squadron series. So that was some uh, that was some cool news to read. Another bit of interesting <clears throat> industry news I came across. Guy in the mic is in JT. You think? Okay. Uh, ID at Xbox, which that is. Um, the independent wing of Xbox that deals with the independent gaming studios. They just paid out $2 billion in royalties. So think about that. That is a lot of money. $2 billion in gaming royalties to independent studios. That's a lot of friggin' money. Now, what really kind of got my attention and got other people's attention is um, that one of the titles on this list as an ID Xbox title is Fortnite. So everybody is aware of what a giant Epic Games is and, of course, how much money Fortnite has made them. So you kind of have to wonder how much of that $2 billion did Epic Games get and why when these other small indie gaming studios could have really benefited from that money. I think uh, the Obi-Wan series stack is going to take place uh, before and after he gets his legs chopped off and gets... Uh, uh, barbecued, well done, extra crispy is what I think. Um, something, and I, I'm going to buy this book uh, because I'm really interested in reading it. Dr. Disrespect's book, his memoirs, his story, uh, was released today. Uh, the book is called Speed, Violence, and Momentum, which is, you know, kind of his, uh, kind of his catchphrase, his slogan. Uh, and, you know, he's got it on a lot of his merchandise. He talks about it on his stream quite a bit. And that's what the book is titled. So I uh, actually got a DM, a uh, Discord DM from Jiggy today. And uh, he's already ordered the book uh, in hardcover form. Me, I'll probably get it digitally or uh, see if there's not an audio version of it. Because I do, a, uh, I do most of my reading via audiobook just because I do a lot of it when I'm driving. Uh, I've got to go to Oklahoma City for work later this week. I've got an Aliens audio book that I'll listen to. But, uh, yeah, I'm interested in that. 
he is, uh, you know, of course, Doc, I mean, it's a character, right? Uh, the character, Dr. Disrespect, is no more real than a skinny penis. Just a lot more popular than skinny penis, of course. So, um, but, you know, what he's been able to do with that character and the success that he's had and, uh, you know, kind of the stories and things that he's been through, you know, the, the getting banned on Twitch, going over to YouTube. Um, I think that's going to be an interesting read. Uh, for you console players out there, Rust is available for pre-order now on console. Rust is, of course, the very popular crafting survival game that's been on PC for several years now. Um, I don't think that you can pick your wiener size like you can on Scum, but um, I do think you start... Now, it may not be the case on console, but I do know you start out naked on PC and you can see your wang or whatever. But uh, for the console, they may cover up the wang like they did with uh, the Conan game. They covered up the wang to where you couldn't see it. So that's probably going to be the biggest piece of news about Rust on console is whether or not you can see the wang. An expose stack? You know, that, that might be pretty interesting too. It would probably have to be rated NC-17. But if you do one on me, I'm going to do one on you. And I'm going to share that famous Warzone quote that you had. When the same guy that killed you in the game killed you in the gulag. I'm going to throw that one out there for damn sure. I've been waiting for this. Uh, finally... Intel's 11th generation CPUs have launched. I just, I'm an Intel guy. I am not an AMD Ryzen guy. I just don't like them. Um, as much as my buddy Solus has tried to sell me on the idea of a Ryzen, I just can't do it. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm just, I'm an Intel guy. I don't trust AMD. Um, I haven't seen any benchmarks yet, but the 11th generation CPUs from Intel are supposed to outperform the 5000 series Ryzen's. That was the rumor, but I have not seen any benchmarks yet. If uh, you guys have, if you have any information on this, please reach out to me. Let me know because uh, I am super, super interested in finding that out. Our big topic tonight is conventions. And yesterday it was announced that PAX East, which is held in Boston every year, is canceled. They were planning on having an in-person event, but it has been canceled. It's going to be a virtual convention instead. Um, you know, they did South this way. I think they did West this way last year, too, kind of a virtual-type deal for PAX. Um, I didn't attend either one. I mean, kind of the reason that I, you know, go to PAX, go to conventions, is to see old friends, you know, kind of carouse the show floor, stuff like that. 
and uh, I don't know, just a virtual convention just really does not appeal to me that much. They are, however, planning to have full-fledged, in-person PAX West, September 3rd through 6th, and PAX Unplugged. So let's hope so. And if West goes off in person without a hitch, that means that South, which happens here in Texas, uh, will be a thing too. And uh, I miss going to PAX. I miss seeing you know people that I don't get to see uh, unless you know we're at a convention together. And uh, I like walking the the show floor. I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, East and West are a whole lot bigger than South, but uh, you know, West and East are hard to get to for me. You know, I've got to get a flight. It's a lot more expensive. Uh, hotels in Seattle and Boston are way more expensive than they are in San Antonio. So, uh, you know, South is easy. Uh, I mean, hotels are expensive, sure, because it's a convention. But um, it's a, you know, four or five hour drive for me versus uh, a flight. So really looking forward to that. That's going to be a nice segue to get us into our main topic uh, we're going to be talking about since conventions seem like they're going to be a thing again towards year end, what you need to do as a content creator to prepare yourself for a convention and how you need to behave at a convention. But first, we've got a word from everyone's favorite fake content creator, Skinny. Penis. Yo, yo, yo! It's your boy, Skinny Penis, coming at you with a new video talking about the Fortnite. Skinny Penis, former Mixer partner, Mixer fam unite, Mixer refugees unite. Where you at, Mixer fam, unite. Oh, yeah. Skinny penis in the house. What it do, what it is, what it might be, what it could have been. So shall it be written, so shall it be done. Skinny penis number one. So, yo, yo, yo. Skinny penis coming at you. Want to talk to you about a new product I'm endorsing. And that's the Skinny Penis Gamer Blue Light Blocking Glasses. Now, what these glasses do is, number one, they be blocking the blue light. They be blocking the green light. They be blocking the red light. They block the whole spectrum, yo. Basically, when I'm out, I have them on, I can't see shit. So they protect my eyes really good. Now, the other thing, they prevent diseases like... Penis shrinkage, which not a problem skinny penis has, but I was a little bit concerned, so I thought I would wear the glasses anyway. They say they also prevent diarrhea, so I will. And I think they're pretty good. You can get yours on skinnypenis.com webpage. Y'all make sure you following me at, at skinnypanoose.com on the Twitter as well. So a little bit more about Skinny Penis, your boy's content. Now, as many of you know, I was former Mixer partner. And I move over to Facebook. 
Didn't work out too well for Skinny Penis. I move over to Twitch. Maybe didn't work out too well for Skinny Penis. So Skinny Penis trying something new, dog. Skinny Penis moving over to Glemish. Yo! Skinny Penis hears that you don't even have to talk to be successful over there, yo. You don't even have to wear a shirt. I think Skinny Penis gonna stream naked over there, yo. And I think Skinny Penis gonna be the best. So check out Skinny Penis on the Glemish, dog. Yo, yo, I'm out. Me neither, Stack. Who would marry that asshole? I mean, my God, can you see? I mean, look at that hair. Look at those Elvis sunglasses. Who the hell would marry that guy? And he's so annoying, too, the way he talks. God. Okay. Let's get into our main topic. How to prepare for and behave like a professional during conventions. Now, first, let's talk about what you need to do as a content creator to make the most of being at a convention. Okay. Uh, some of these are going to be, some of this is going to be very simple and rudimentary and seems like a no brainer, but you would be surprised at how many people don't do this, do a bad job at it, or don't even know that they need to do these things. Number one, get a well-designed business card made. I'm not talking Vistaprint. Did she? <laughs> get a well-designed business card made. Um, if your design skills aren't quite up to par, uh, hire a designer, come up with a well-made business card. Skinny penis covered and out. There you go. That is pretty funny. I like that. Now, don't cheap out on business cards. If your business card is cheap or looks cheap, remember, that's one of the first impressions that a game developer or a publisher, uh, you know, someone with some type of merchandise that you may be looking to uh, partner with, at a convention, that's one of the first impressions that they're going to have of you is that business card. So get a well-designed one made. Don't get cheap, flimsy, thin paper. Get a good, thick, stock business card made. And they're going to cost you a little bit of money. So what I always say when people say, well, that's just, that's expensive. Well, don't give them to just anybody. I mean, don't give them to your friggin' friends or some idiot that you meet. Hey, what's up, Cooldy? Don't give them to your friends or some idiot that you meet. Give them to, you know, game developers that you're interested in streaming your game on your, on their game on your channel. You know, somebody that uh, you're looking to partner with, you know, maybe a t-shirt company, a controller company, you know, whatever. Give them to people like that. Uh, a lot happened today, Cool D. A lot happened, buddy. Uh, Rust is coming out for console. Available for pre-order. And the 11th, Intel's 11th generation CPUs launched, Cool D. That was the most important news for me today. But, uh, yeah, business cards, I cannot stress the importance of having a quality quality 
well-designed business card for use at uh, these conventions. Secondly, and just as importantly, have that same designer that you hire to make your business card. Make you, oh, there you go. Yep, a drunk bear at that. Have that same designer create you a slide, it's called a slide deck or a pitch deck. And what this is, is this is kind of just a, it's better if it's one page. I've seen some people make a slide deck that is, you know, five, six, seven, eight pages long. Wrong. That is not the way to do it. It needs to have just the basic information about your stream, kind of what your theme is, who you are, what you're about. If you're a uh, gaming streamer, what kind of games you play. If you cook, you know, what kind of food you cook, what kind of setup you have, so on and so forth. What kind of uh, viewership numbers you have, subscription numbers you have, follower numbers, all that important data. And don't lie on your pitch deck because that stuff can be verified, especially if you're on Twitch, your viewer numbers, follower numbers, sub numbers, all that can be easily verified. So don't lie. And you'd be surprised at how many people do that. They'll say, oh, I have, you know, 150, 200 viewers every stream. And then you go look at their channel, they got 10. So make sure that it's accurate information, information that can be verified, backed up, and just have the pertinent information on there. Again, don't have a bunch of information that, because remember these conventions are busy, people at these booths or uh, events that you may run into, they're getting you know a lot of information like this, a lot of business cards, they're talking to a lot of different people, they don't have time to sit there or they're not going to want to sit there and listen to you go through your slide deck or your pitch deck or sit there and read it. Just, you know, one page, boom. All the pertinent information about your channel, what you're about, what your channel's about, and your numbers. Um, <clears throat> I mean, let's face facts. A lot of people that create content that stream aren't real good at talking to people in real life. Uh, they're not real good. They're too shy, right? Uh, they're socially awkward. They don't uh, do simple things. They don't maintain eye contact. Um, they're really nervous. They may, you know, appear to be, you know, kind of shift around on their feet, whatever. So there's only one thing that you can really do to combat this and get yourself ready to be at a busy convention talking to a lot of different people in person. And that is practice. You know, go to Starbucks, strike up a conversation with somebody, force yourself to do it. And make sure that you're paying attention to, you know, am I maintaining eye contact with this person? Am I listening to what they're saying? Do I look like I'm interested in what they're saying? All of those things. Probably just as important, if not more, behave like a professional 
not a dumbass. And, you know, we're going to get into a lot of the uh, stories that came out right at the end when Mixer shut down and a lot of things that I witnessed at conventions that, um, you know, ended up really not only casting that person in a bad light, giving them a bad reputation, but it didn't help Mixer's already bad reputation either. Uh, at South in uh, 2019, Mixer had vehicles like Suburbans to, uh, you know, take people around places. Had a car service, basically. And they had Mixer on the side of these Suburbans. There were people, you know, content creators, Mixer partners, basically, hanging out the windows, catcalling women, uh, yelling at people, cussing, just acting like complete and utter fucking morons. Okay? Um, at events, whether it be an industry event or, you know, even an after party, which we'll talk about that here in a minute as well, getting so drunk that they're just incoherent, you know, getting so drunk to where they get sick, throw up, uh, break glasses, I mean, just stumble around, I mean, just act like a complete idiot. Nobody's going to want to work with somebody like that. So if you've put all this hard work into and spend all this money to go to a convention, don't ruin it all. Don't give yourself, your channel, and you know, possibly your platform a bad name by behaving like a complete dumbass. And I talk about this because, like I said, I saw a lot of this, a whole lot of this. You know, when people get away from home for whatever reason, they just don't know how to behave sometimes. You know, they act like they've never been out in public. Um, and even during the convention, I've seen this. Um, you know, during that period and after that period, when Mixer was just partnering everybody, right? They were partnering every, anybody with a pulse, anybody that could breathe on a mirror and fog it up. They were partnering these people. And the majority of these people did not deserve to be partnered. They were not professional. They did not know how to behave professionally. And they were all piled up in the Mixer Partner booth at PAX South 2019, um, you know, wrestling around, just acting stupid, being stupid. Nobody was there to, I mean, uh, some were, okay, but the majority were not there to talk to game developers. Uh, you know, talk to potential sponsors. You know, the reason that you go to a convention to network and promote your business. All they wanted to do was hang out with their friends and, and mess around and be a dumbass. And I ended up talking to a pretty well-known uh, PC manufacturer at PAX South. And uh, he found out I was on Mixer and he said, oh, well, man, I... Uh, I kind of feel bad for you because everybody at the show is talking about all those dumbass mixer kids at the mixer booth. So yeah, there you go. People too, people do notice 
and people do pay attention. And it not only reflects badly on you, but it reflects badly on your other content creator friends on your particular platform. And, you know, we kind of talked about in the first episode of the show, things that led up to Mixer's decline. Um, You know, and this was definitely part of it, right? The way that Mixer partnered people that were not ready to be business people. And they went to these conventions and just acted like, like fools, acted like an ass. And it hurt the platform. It really did. Of course, the, the thing that hurt the platform even worse were all of the sexual abuse and sexual assault allegations that came out right towards the end before Mixer was shut down and uh, sold to Facebook Gaming. But if you recall, where did most of this behavior take place? At gaming conventions. Mostly at PAX events. Maybe some of it happened at E3, but most of the stories that I read took place at PAX events. And, I mean, just use common sense, right? My advice, really, if you go to a convention, attend the industry events, any events that your platform may be hosting. You know, if you're a partner, if you get invited to an industry event, make sure you go to those because that would be an opportunity to promote your channel yourself. But uh, any after parties or... Anything that, you know, or friends are just getting together, man, don't do it. Just go to your hotel. Just resist. Don't do it. Let them call you a nerd or names or whatever if you want to. Just whatever. Just don't do it. Because that is where most of these people, most of these guys that couldn't keep their panoose under control, that's where they got in trouble was at these after parties. And if you can't go to a convention without having to share an Airbnb with 20 other people, you don't need to go. If you can't afford to stay in an Airbnb, you know, by yourself or maybe just one or two other people or get a hotel room for just yourself or maybe whoever else you're going with, don't get an Airbnb with 20 or 30 other people. You know, they had four or five people to a bed, and I mean, look at what happened. You're putting yourself in a bad situation. The best way to stay out of those situations that we saw come out of that is to not put yourself in those situations to begin with. You know, hopefully post-COVID, you know, a lot of that behavior won't return. Um, You know, ladies that go to these things, of course, obviously need to be careful. Um, Even at industry events, because, you know, at a lot of industry events, they just lay all the drinks out on like a, a table or a bar. And people go up and grab their drink. Very unsafe. Very unsafe. Hopefully in a, in a COVID and post-COVID world, they won't do that anymore, just simply for, you know, sanitary reasons. But uh, not a good idea 
That's, you know, not a good idea. What's up, Nightwolf? How you doing, buddy? Definitely a bad idea to serve drinks that way. Oh, is that true, guy? That's why you're not allowed at PAX because you're a party animal? I can see that. I can see that, buddy. All right, folks. Like I said, tonight was probably going to be a little bit shorter than normal. It is. It is better to uh, host parties at a camp. That wasn't a party. That was a uh, that was a beer tasting. That was a beer tasting. Oh, off the phone with a fiance, Nightwolf. I didn't know you were getting married. Well, I guess congratulations are in order. Camo Crystal Lake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a beer tasting. That was very high class beer tasting that we put on at Pack South. Now it did get a little bit louder than uh, I would have liked, but uh, you did. You did have a little bit too much to drink that night. Yeah, we haven't talked in a while, buddy. We haven't talked in a while. How's your dad? Beef tasting. Is that a typo? I don't remember tasting any. Oh, beer tasting. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. That makes a whole lot more sense than beef tasting. For sure. All right, guys. Like I said, that's going to be a little bit shorter than normal. I uh, just did not have as much time to prepare as normally as I normally do. So I apologize for that. But it was still good to see you all, and we will be back tomorrow night at 8 p.m., same bat time, same bat channel, and I look forward to seeing you all then.